What's going on, party people? It's your main man, MMA Bob Miller. Can I hope everybody's staying safe, staying strong, staying positive? Welcome to Suspect Picks. This episode of Suspect Picks. Um, so, I am going to take some time out because uh, I want to separate the podcast entirely, completely. So, I'll be providing different links, the whole nine yards. Um, so, there's, there's a lot of things I want to do. I'm going to take some time off next week, I believe. But let's get into it. But before I begin, how you like that PFL? <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? You see what I'm saying, man? So I'm telling you, man, can't be sleeping on these other promotions, man. Can't be sleeping on these other promotions. You know, and the thing about it is, here's the thing. Like, what you're seeing, because some of the, because PFL, the thing that you have to keep in mind about PFL and Bellator. Now, Bellator, you'll see some fighters. Bellator likes homegrown fighters. They like you know, match rate, you know, getting fighters in, paying them crumbs as a, as a straight up amateur. Like UFC is bad, but Bellator is a lot bad, worse than people think. Um, you're talking about profit ratios and all that, please. Okay. They pay their prelim fighters, uh, crumbs and worse. What makes it worse? Like Marina, like Maria, um, Henderson, they had her as an amateur, literally fighting as an amateur. So she's getting paid even less than someone from off of the contender series because she's listed as she's in there listed as an amateur at both uh, Bellator and LFA while she was there. So, yeah, don't, don't stop putting Bellator, you know, stop patting them on the back. But anyway, though, nine times out of ten, though, those fighters come from someplace else and they're up and coming prospects. The, who may end up in the UFC. People got to Holly Holm. Uh, it was only one time, but Bellator. Okay, of course, Michael Chandler's over there now. Um, a lot of the older fighters come from Bellator. I mean, Jorge was over at Bellator. So you, you can't sleep on these other promotions. And some fighters you just need to know about. You should know who Julia Budd is. Didn't ask you if you thought she was a good fighter. Didn't ask if you thought she was hot. You're just supposed to know who she is at this point. It's, it's, you can't talk about Amanda Nunes and not ho- know who Julia Budd is. Don't don't put Amanda Nunes on a pedestal if you only know her actual resume. I can't stand it. You, no, this person is the best ever. You, okay, what their resume? Eh. Well, no. The, do you know what the resume is? I hate when I see people. That's and that's nothing. Don't get me started. I actually, I finally, I finally realized what a hipster is. Because people just call hardcore hipsters. I'm like, no, we're not. If you think we like everything that we're saying, you're out of your goddamn mind. That's what we talk about. We, we talk about how bad some of these fighters are. Really more so how bad the promotions are. That's really what our main rant is. Because there's always something backwards going on. That's what we, we don't sit up there like, yeah, this is going to be a great fight. You know, this amateur that just comes from LFA, only got two fights under their belt. They're going to be up and coming. No, 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 no. Well, not me. Separate me and a handful of others from that group, okay? But I have—I think I realized what a hipster is, and I'm gonna talk about that in a second. But yeah, LFA don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. You know what I'm saying? But the main thing, like I said, these are especially the prelim fighters or prospects that you may see in the UFC. You need to get your info now, because the thing is, you want to see if there's growth, and then that's where the stats are coming from. These early fights, that's where the stats are coming from. So are the stats legit or not? You know how I feel about stats. If you listen to my show, you know, I'm not big on a lot of stats. Uh, but there are some stats I am going to discuss today. And this is going to be UFC picks for 
287, baby. We got uh, the Style Bender versus Poetan Stone Hand. Yet now, who I got? That's what it's all about. Uh, man, I ran and put money on Alex Pieta from the door. I caught him at underdog money. So did a lot of other people. And that, those, you know, now he's trending as the favorite. Izzy wearing that ridiculous dog collar is, in fact, the underdog in this matchup. I mean, at the numbers that I had him, I had him at, he was only a, like, a uh, plus, like 118. With uh, Alex trending at a, a minus 143. Now, of course, these numbers are coming out of Bet Rivers. The, some of these numbers are, those numbers aren't early numbers. Because early, very truly early numbers he was an underdog, and that's what I had placed my bet. So I was like, yeah, let me let me get up in this action. All right, so um, we got, so yeah, 23 and 2, two former kickboxing champions. Of course, Alex, first two-time glory champ. well, no, last glory champion. He's out of LFA. Yep. I'm trying to tell y'all, man, if you ain't seen him in kickboxing, that's okay. You should have saw him when he was in LFA. What to tell y'all, man, stop sleeping on these other promotions. UFC fight pack. And I know some of y'all are doing because because, I don't know, maybe you, you're doing an illegal stream or something. You can't catch on that. This is, listen, you mean tell me you made 20, let's say $20, $30. Okay. You made $30 off of a bet that you only put like, say, eight, $5 on. And you can't use some of that that ten dollars to pay for UFC fight pass. Seriously, come on! How? Because you can't. How you watching the early prelims? Because a lot of times the early prelims for pay per view come on. They start at on fight pass, then move to ESPN. Come on now! This is this is ridiculous. Come on! Stop! This is your money. Invest it properly. That's what I call it. Invest it properly. Well, to wait, we have Gilbert Burns. So yeah, I. I Hey, Alex from the door. Still do. Still think Israel is going to get finished. Israel can beat Pierre. If anyone's a live dog, it will always be Israel. Okay, and I believe that he can beat him with his striking. He just, he can't, he has to focus on finishing the fight, not winning by decision. And I think he's stuck in decision mode. You know, I think if he focuses on finishing the fight, he will. And I think that he unleashed that more. He, Israel, had, both of them have a lot of different techniques that they can use. But to me, Israel is the one. Boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Unload. It's time to unload the entire toolbox. This is it. And I think Israel is so used to not having to unload the toolbox on a lot of his other competitors. So many of the other individuals in middleweight are beneath him when it comes to striking that he just kind of takes his foot off the pedal. Now he has to put his foot on the pedal and he's not used to doing it. Well, hopefully he does wake up. All right. So if anyone's a live dog, it is Israel. If you want to slide some change on the underdog, you definitely need to slide some, slide some on him. But my official pick is Pieta and Gilbert Burns. Obviously, is going to be my pick. He's a minus 500, 21 and 5. Jorge Masvidal, 35 and 16, plus 320. Is Jorge a live dog? And... I mean, technically, he should piece Gilbert up. He should piece Gilbert up. But when people mix it up on Jorge, his punching power goes down the toilet. It truly does. You know, he pieced up 
Nate Diaz, who doesn't shoot for takedowns. He doesn't. Now, one stat that you want to look at are sh who shoots for takedowns and the propensity that they do so. We already know about Raul Rosa. We already know he's going to chain Russell, period. But Gilbert will shoot. He will shoot. So, and the rate in which he shoots, that is a stat that I do pay attention to. Okay, and that's something that you need to be aware of. If you are a Jorge fan and you hoping to cash on that plus three, well, 370, I believe it is. Three, well, again, like they said, these are early numbers out of Bet Rivers. If you have DraftKings, it's going to be slightly different. Plus, especially if you're betting right now at the time of this podcast. At Bannerway, we got Rob Font out of CES, 19 and 6. He is a plus 143 underdog going up against Adrian Yanez out of Bellator, 16 and 3. I'm picking Adrian Yanez, a minus 180 favorite. Uh, it, this should be the war. This should be a fight of the night. I, well, it, it might be finishing tonight. Both of these men can knock each other out. Now, Adrian Yanez, I am him. You know, whenever a fighter says best boxer in MMA, I automatically am like, okay, this person ain't going to last long. Because you can't, you know, I like, I love boxing, but unless you're using the entirety of the boxing fundamental, unless you're Sugar Ray Leonard out there, I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I automatically dismiss that fight. I dismissed Mike Holloway when he said, that, yeah, man, I'm the best boxer in <laughs> UFC. Like, dude, you couldn't beat Connor. Can't beat Dustin Point. Why are you saying that? You know, the MMA boxing, like, no, no. I can't, oh, that, mm, I can't stand that, man. Oh, I can't stand that MMA boxing my ass. Either you know how to box or you don't, okay? You put any of them in there with old-ass Floyd Mayweather, and he would still peace a lot of these dudes up. So this is ridiculous, man. Anyway, I can't stand that. So he has holes in his game. It's MMA, you need to mix it up. And you know who's going to mix it up? Rob Font. So he's also a live dog because I expect him to shoot for some takedowns. Remember that he can grapple. That's the problem with a lot of these fighters. They don't remember that they can grapple. Um, and like Jorge with the takedown defense, man, stop. <laughs> His old ass says stop. And this is Gilbert Burns, man. If Man, you know how I feel about jujitsu as an offense. You know I can't stand it. But if anyone can utilize jiu-jitsu as an office it is a world champion jiu-jitsu practitioner multi-time world champion jiu-jitsu practitioner Gil because Gilbert Burns it's not even just that he's a multi-time champion who he's going up against in jiu-jitsu man listen believe it Gavio was one of them man look even the people he lost to was smoke half these cats man don't even get me started anyway his body's legit as it comes it's Raul Rosas Junior, out of Dana White's contender series, is he legit? 7-0. He is a minus 245 with Christian Rodriguez, who struggled at the weight scales out of Bellator. 8-1, plus 190 underdog. Christian, yet again, going up against another wrestler. Good grief. I mean, you know, I don't like one-dimensional, but damn, every time, again, <laughs> It's nothing for him to do other than, you know, a takedown defense. No, I wouldn't waste energy with that. Raul is too good for that. But, yeah, just jujitsu. Trust in the jujitsu. Like, it's, I don't see how he can grow as a fighter if they keep matching him up with these wrestlers like this. Because it's like he, he can't do anything. Like, minute he throws a kick or punch, they shoot in on him. Then he's on his back, and then he has to work off his back. Transition out, then get back to his feet. There they go. I'm shooting again. Good grief, man. 
So, out of all the people on here, a lot of these fighters need to mix it up. Like I say, even Israel needs to mix up, even when the striking department. But Christian, no. No, he just, jujitsu. If I was going to give him some advice, man, just use jujitsu. You know, maybe you can transition and get on top and get some ground and pound going, but just, it's the only thing you really use. Because takedown defense, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, it's a shame. You know what I mean? It's a shame. But yeah, I expect a very one-dimensional performance out of both men Christian because you don't have really have much choice. Kevin Holland out of LFA, 23. That's that, that promotion again. 23 and 9. He's a minus 295 over Santiago Ponzanibio who is 29 and 6 plus 225 underdog. I think that he uh, Kevin Holland should piece Santiago up Santiago is another one who doesn't remember that he can grapple and he wants to stand there and do the MMA boxing. And when, you know, you just don't want to do the MMA boxing with someone like Kevin Holland. You don't want to have make him comfortable in his own. Santiago may remember. He may remember that he's entirely too damn old and been in the game too long to be standing up there trying to stand and bang. Hopefully he'll remember that he is, that he can grapple, that he's been in the game entirely too long not to know how to grapple. I mean, they both been in the game about the same amount of time. You know, it's a similar record. You know, so we'll see. Cynthia Calvillo out of LFA and Lupita Gondinez, former LFA strawweight champion, eight and three on the day, minus two sixty-five favorite. Cynthia nine five and one. Who poor Cynthia? Lord have mercy. Poor poor Cynthia. Man, you know what? I, I caught her a weight bully. And I meant what I said. She is a, you know, glorified weight bully. But I tell you what, her, this last run, that boy, Cynthia, she ain't take not a single easy fight. Man, I, boy, she done lost my respect and got it all over again. I can't, man, I can't knock Cynthia Calvillo, boy. She, I mean, to actually call out, like, you may not know this, but Cynthia actually called out Jessica Andrade. It's very, uh, <laughs> it was funny the way she said it. She's like, oh, you know, I just wanted to shoot my shot, see what happens. Oh, you know, the whole entire time she's explaining this, I'm like, oh, oh, oh really? Well, you know, Andrade isn't a bad-looking woman. I, you know, I understand that. But, you know, it's strictly fighting. To my disappointment, it's strictly fighting. <laughs> but, hey, look, um, to call her Andrade out, and, you know, Andrade, as long as the fight makes, you know, it, if she can work, if it can work for her, she'll do it. You know, she don't, you know, you call, she comes like a typical Brazilian, you know, you call, they come. Um, so yeah, that, that stunned me. I was like, whew. And of course, Andrea Lee, uh, she couldn't continue any further. And, um, split decision versus Nina Nunes. So good performance there. Uh, but she is on a, uh, four fight losing streak. Last time she won a fight was against Jessica. I, which was when they headlined together, to to a lot of people's disappointment i didn't mind watching them you know bang that was in 2020 so this is a must-win situation and sadly i don't think she's going to win i'm leaning with the favorite yet again in that matchup there is she allowed now in this one now what i noticed about lupita though loopy is that she has a she you know, she won her title. She completely pieced up Denopolis. Pieced her. I thought she was going to finish the fight. Pieced her completely up. 
And she hasn't been doing that lately. She's been more Russell heavy. And I don't think that's a good idea versus Calvillo. Calvillo, if anyone can utilize takedown defense versus a fighter, it is definitely Cynthia Calvillo in this matchup. Not only that, she'll probably threaten with the takedown. Loopy doesn't like being taken down. I think that Angela Hill froze her up because Angie looked, she was like going for like lower portions like she was trying to go do a single leg or something. And then we saw in the next fight that Angela was Angela, you know, she's starting to do single legs now. Um, and I think that kind of froze Loopy up. Like, what is she doing? And then, you know, she can hit that jab. and Like, she was just threw, thrown completely off. Um, which isn't a good thing. Because, I mean, Cynthia, she's kind of... She doesn't have, like, kind of a rhythm to her striking. So, it's kind of... She can kind of get over on people and win via unanimous decision because of that. So, she can also probably be a live dog. Now... But I think Loopy should win that fight and piece Calvillo up. Is a karate hottie a live dog? Former the second ever Invicta Adamway champion. Defeated my girl age appropriate. Both women are age appropriate. Simping. I love it. Jessica Penne to win that Invicta title. And these two women are ranked. This is a very, very important matchup right here in the rankings. Now, for the ladies, because Cynthia is ranked in uh, flyweight, so I don't know how this is going to, how what, how things are going to transpire as far as uh, the strawweight division goes. But this is, these are important fights because if Loopy wins, then they're going to really be eyeing her, and there's a good chance that she'll be facing one of these two. Well enter into the 15th spot this is a, a very important matchup right here because uh Benejo is in the 15th spot right now they have switched her out switched her and Tabitha Ricci and so this is very important because with Orderson holding down the top 10 in that 10th spot yeah, uh, Luana getting that 10th spot will be catapulted up, and I don't see why Karate Heidi will stay. And in the UFC, 18 and 10, she's a plus 143 underdog. Luana is 10 and 1. She is a very uh, out of brave CF, black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So, take now what I was saying before the stat for amount of takedowns. Shot in. Uh, Shyland, Newman Becky, Lu uh, Karate Hottie. Now, Chris Curtis doesn't. He's pretty well rounded, but I believe in this matchup here, because Kevin Gaslin does have the wrestling and the black and a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but still, will he shoot for a takedown? Of course, Gerard Masherard, if anyone who's. Yeah, he's going to heat that. He has a higher rate of uh, takedowns, whether they work or not. That's what he does. So he is someone like you definitely want to pay attention to. If Leach versus Michael Chiesa had happened, Michael Chiesa, same thing. The amount of uh, times, the rate on which they do takedowns, that is a stat that I do pay attention to. And that's why I always go over what is a, my main concern with a lot of fighters. Do they have a grappling background? You know, like Kevin will box. We saw that with Izzy. He will stand and box. He actually has decent boxing. You know, I don't, you know, like, I actually think that Kevin has good, decent boxing. But let's go up to, to Karate. Does she have, because she will shoot for a takedown. 
she, you know, brown belt, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, given to her when she went to a decision fight versus Angela Hill. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so I don't know. But she is a very good grappler. And her Jiu-Jitsu is... Okay, so what I was saying about Karate Hottie. A, um, well, you know, I got Luana. But I do think that there is a way, you know, Karate High, I do think that the ground game is where she should take a chance, not standing, because I think Luana could still outpoint Karate Hottie on the feet, as a lot of fighters do. So leave it leave it there, Luana, for the victory there, minus 180 favorites over the plus 143 underdog. We have Steve Garcia, Triple A MMA, Bellator, LFA, Dana White contender series alumni. Now, again, again, I know that, you know, he missed weight. So he, so he, that's how he ended up in LFA, LFA 80 to be exact. And he had finished uh, Jose Mariscal. Made his official UFC debut in a 2020 UFC Fight Night 1, I believe that was 166. Losing to Violent Bob Ross, 3-2 and two in his last five, 2-2 two two in the UFC. And he is going up against Shailon Numenbeki, 39-10. and 10. He is the minus 230 favorite over the 13-5, and five, plus 180 underdog Garcia. Got the favorite in that matchup there. Kelvin, Kelvin Gaslam. 17 and 8, minus 132. May wait. All right, boy, I did my early prediction for recaps and repent on weights. <laughs> Who going to make weight? And I was wrong. All of them made weight. I was like, ain't this a bitch? <laughs> 17 8. Kelvin Gaslam for, for the interim title going up against Chris Curtis, 30 and 9. I'm going to add a PFL. See, see, see? I'm talking about? So my one, so my, you know, all these picks are suspect, but we're going to start with the suspect of suspect picks, and that one is going to be Chris Curtis. I don't believe in Kelvin Gaston. I don't believe he can get it done. I don't think he is the same person that he was before. It is extremely disappointing because Kelvin should be way farther than what he is, and in all seriousness, it is um, very disappointing. Uh, one of the things I want to say about Lupe, just real quick, she has a record for fastest turnaround in modern UFC history in seven days. Record for shortest span between three fights in modern UFC history. Fought four times in 2022. She is a former, like I said, former LFA women's champion. Beat up Denopolis to get that belt. BTC strawweight champion as well. She's out of combate global, not just LFA. So I just wanted to throw my, that little two cents up in there. Uh, Gerald Mercerac, 35 and 15, plus 155 underdog over Joseph Pfeiffer out of Philly, baby. CFFC, Dana White Contender Series. He was the only person who got the contract that night. I'll never forget that, boy. I can't remember all them Contender Series, which I don't know who can. But, man, I remember that one, boy. Dana was hot. The only one that got a contract uh, stormed off. <laughs> and, hey, look. You know, I, I'm not going to get into that, but, you know, whether, you know, right or wrong. But Joseph is someone he has his eye. First of all, like I said, 
I know a lot of people don't like the contender series, but look, that is Dana White's baby. As long as he's alive, he's going to pay close eye on those in the contender series. Now, Steve Garcia, he's definitely playing, paying attention to him because like, he's giving him a serious, serious chance here. Serious chance. And in the case of Joseph, he's done a lot for Joseph. Um, from what I Joseph said that, you know, Dana found him a place to live, like took care of him outside of the normal paycheck. You know, that's the thing. Like, I'm not trying to make Dana out to be in those sink. You know, I, I, you know, I ain't banned Dana away, but it, he, man, you come in and you perform this, the man, he'll, he'll, and that's the thing about Connor. It's not just him being Irish. It's not him having all Irish friends, not him having some sort of swagger. It's not just that. It's the fact that. He finished fights. His his mentality is to finish fight. Ningano, um, even even Nate Diaz, like he has a high rate of finishes via submission. He's on a, he's in the record books for that. Charles Dubronk, same thing, finishing fights. That's what Dana wants to see because that leaves it out of the judges' hands, and the fans are happy about it. Even the ones that are saying that it's not necessary, they are happy about it. So we'll see if Joseph can finish this one. I think this is a very very tough matchup. Gerald is another live dog in this matchup here. I would definitely slide some change on him. You know how I feel about these early prelims. Both men are because Joe. These that's going to be a hard. It should be a hard fought fight. It should be because Joseph is trying to continue his streak, and I mean Dana looked out for him way past what a boss would do for an employee, and Gerald's trying not to get. You know, <laughs> he's trying to get in the wing. You know not get the boot because he already got demoted. I mean, he's the prelim. It's, it's, it's a pay-per-view, but, you know, when you get demoted to the prelims, that's not a good thing. Sam Hughes, LFA. Oh, now, this is what I was talking about when it comes to the hipsters. Everyone, I see all these people like, yeah, Jacqueline or Mariam, they can't wait for her to make her debut and all this other kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, all right, you know. And also, real quick, uh, Gerald is our Titan FC. He's with, he's at RFA, which turned into LFA, former resurrection former resurrection fighting alliance, RFA, middleweight champion. Uh, Wisconsin State middleweight champion by defeating Sam Alvey. Just a little two cents there. Now let's talk about Jacqueline. Out of LFA, former LFA strawweight champ, defended her belt. Something that I, I wish, I'm glad the promotions are starting to do now. Because before, well, letting the UFC's letting the promotion. Because before, you know, LFA, CFFC, Cage Wars is a little bit different. Like I said, I've been said many times, Cage Wars is a little bit different. But, um, and then Victor. I used to, it used to irk me. They get the belt, and then, you know, UFC would snatch them up. Especially if they needed someone to fill in last minute. I couldn't stand it because I'm like, you, you got somebody coming in like uh, Jacqueline. She's only six and zero, and she defended her title. But it's like, let, let her stay there. Let her get some more fights under her belt. Because I see the hipsters on there talking about some. Yeah, you know, can't wait, boy. She didn't have something coming. You know, all oh, Sam Hughes ain't nobody. Sam Hughes is a live dog in this matchup here. She is. Okay, this is this is ridiculous. Like. Jacqueline is trending at a minus 300. Yes. Uh, well, why, you ask, if you don't know who she is? Well, she is a man. 
what jujitsu award has she not won? IBJJF, UAE, JJF, and CBJJ world champion. I mean, at the age of 22, all three at the age of 22. And the list of her accolades is, is not it's in the same league as Mackenzie Dern, but damn near close. If there's going to be a second, you know, I don't know if she's going to continue to go back when she's not fighting. But, yeah, uh, she is no joke. Born in Brazil, moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Trained at American Top Team. <laughs> you know, she's the first Brazilian woman to win the LFA title, by the way. So, there's, you know, there's a lot of hype behind her. But, yeah, it's it's that's hipsters talking this up. And and then, like, Sam Hughes. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Looking forward to Jacqueline's debut and everything. But, no, Sam Hughes is a live dog in this one right here. Nine and five, seven five. She's a lot of dog in this because all you need, you take down the fence because you know how I feel about jujitsu as an offense. Now, Jacqueline, if anyone can do jujitsu as an offense, it's definitely Jacqueline. Like I said, Gilbert Burns, same thing. But she's two take down the fences away from getting pieced up by Sam Hughes can win this fight. She should piece Jacqueline up. Jacqueline doesn't have stellar striking and more importantly, the wrestling. Like, I, I could see her, you know, Sam tossing Jacqueline around, <clears throat> around now. She shouldn't, you know, don't sit in the guard, obviously. Don't stay on the ground, of course. But, yeah, toss Jacqueline around, piece her up, bully her, you know, a uh, big sister her. Absolutely. Sam's been in there with too many variety of, this is strawweight, you know what I mean? And Sam's been in there with too many tough opponents not to know what to do. This is just, this is a mid-striker who's a jujitsu, you know, no joke with the jujitsu. She knows what to do. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, that, come on now. Whip her ass. So, you know, Sam uses a lot of dog in this one, and she is going to be my suspect of suspect picks on the day. she probably end up getting subbed as soon as the fight starts. But, hey, that's why I call this suspect picks. But she's my suspect of suspect picks. Like I said, remember, he's a suspect. Trey Ogden and Ignacio Bajamundes. I put screwed, scribbled them in. Uh, I know I should be going by tapology. I'm just going by my what I have because everything was getting changed around. Carl Williams is now fighting fighting Chase Williams, Chase Sherman. Uh, I think Carl might take that one, but I'm gonna go with reluctantly go with Chase Sherman and Ignacio Bajo Mundes. But Trace uh, Trey Ogden has a chance in this matchup, but he just doesn't seem to put all the pieces together. Trey. I, I can't put my finger on. He just doesn't seem like his next catch weight at 160. I just he doesn't seem to be able to put the pieces together. Again, these are suspect picks, people. But yeah, I'm going with Ignacio. Hopefully, I'm not you know I'm I'm not too embarrassed with this fight card here. That is it for suspect picks. All right, party people, that is it. That is it. Thank you for joining me today. Yep, just suspect picks. Remember, um, if you have a question that didn't necessarily pertain to this upcoming fight card, I will gladly answer it on Recaps and Repent. Still working on a name for that one, for that show. But yes, I'm separating the shows, so don't worry. You can always continue sending in listening questions. You got Instagram, you have Twitter, you can write them down, send them in, hit me up in the DMs. If you are following each other and we're mutuals, on Instagram, you just go over 
send the you know before you send a dm right there where you write your comment there's a little microphone icon or a symbol press and hold that talking to your phone and you can send an audio audio message that i can read on the podcast or you know have played on the podcast and of course you can um, i'll post the anchor link for recaps and you can send your question in there i'm also working on a way with other ways where you guys can send any questions but you have twitter you have instagram through the dms um you can always comment uh when i post uh you can always comment on the feed as well but yeah you can ask questions anytime don't forget check out the leg show of beautiful women listed daily don't forget to check out the leg show i am at hassan milliken on both instagram and twitter if you want to get to know me on my personal account and that is it i hope everyone enjoys the fight day fight week hope everyone stays safe stay strong stay positive